Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto with your next chapter from Flying Solo. Last week we had the kids writing in their flash drafts and so we got to hear a little bit from every student and what they were thinking and we had kind of a funny end to the chapter where Missy just wrote about a poster on the wall about writing but really it was a lot of foreshadowing about the story to come about how characters are going to reach limits and how um, stories are all unique and no two are alike and characters are going to have to make moral decisions and the problem's going to get worse before it gets better. So it was actually a deceptively important chapter because it told us all kinds of things that were going to happen later on. So now we're on to chapter 11, which is 10.30 a.m. Music. Are we going to do a share? Vicky asked. Can't. Jordan said, pointing at the clock. Computer lab. No, we did computer lab yesterday, Karen said. Music. Fact, Christopher said. We better go before they come hunting for us. Just go? Jasmine asked, with no teacher. You don't think that's sort of obvious? Not if we're super quiet in the halls, Karen said. Yes, Miss Ballard, sir, Christopher said. He saluted her smartly. Very funny, Karen retorted. Hey, I mean it. We've got to make zero noise or somebody's going to notice. We've got to be invisible. Better suck in your gut, Bastion said, nudging Missy. Leave her alone, Rhonda said, smacking him on his arm. I was just kidding, Bastion said. Can't you take a joke? Gosh, that really makes me think of something about... Something that, like, I've had a lot of people do when I was younger, and I know you guys have had that too. Like, when someone says something really mean to you, and then they go, I'm just kidding. Like, it's still a put down. It's still saying something really mean and rude to someone. And just because you say you're just kidding doesn't make it okay. So, and Bastion obviously kind of thinks it's okay to do a put down and then just say, just kidding. Like, everyone's going to still think he's funny and nice. I was just kidding, Bastion said. Can't you take a joke? It's not funny. Quiet, Karen said. The kids filed out of the room. Rachel walked along the hallway of polished linoleum, long and perfectly smooth. Um, Linoleum is kind of um, like that cheap tile that, you know, they put into schools. It's not real tile. Um, It's kind of flexible. So it's just the type of flooring that's being used. For a miniature airplane, this hall would make a perfect runway for takeoff or landing. She watched the line of students ahead of her. They all kept their eyes facing straight ahead as they filed down the hall. Even their footsteps seemed seemed strangely muted as they moved over the linoleum, past the other three sixth-grade classrooms, down the stairs. The column made a smooth right onto the central corridor, which is a hallway, and then another right into the all-purpose room that was used for music. Inside, Mrs. Inkeringill, the music teacher, was waiting for them at the piano. She was a stocky, red-faced woman wearing glasses and a button that read, Music is my life. Welcome, she said. Please take your places, boys and girls. Chop, chop. Come on now. We don't have much time. Class 6, 238, assembled on the riser. Sopranos on to the left, altos on the right. Rachel had no intention of singing, but she took her place with the altos as she always did. Um, sopranos and altos are different pitches in singing. So how high or low your voice is. Wedging herself between Missy and Jasmine, Rachel got a mental image of Tommy Feathers, face bright and eager, singing in last year's winter concert. He sure loved to sing. 
It didn't seem to matter to him in the least that he, quote, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, as they say. Mrs. Ickeringill played a few piano notes to the song, a stirring melody with lyrics taken from the poem on the Statue of Liberty. Rachel stood quietly as the kids began to sing around her. Today, their voices combined to make a clear, strong sound. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Wonderful, Mrs. Ickeringill cried. She sat up and looked at them, surprised. You've got spirit today. You've got juice. Again, let's take it from the top. They sang it again, and the song sounded even more beautiful than before, so much so that Rachel could feel the beginnings of a sound rising from some deep, buried place at the bottom of her chest, itching to join in, and it was everything that she could do to keep the sound down. So, that's a pretty big moment, right? Rachel has not spoken for six months and has not felt the desire to speak and suddenly hearing this song um which is the words of the statue of liberty it's all about being free and even if you are tired and sick like the statue of liberty and you know liberty itself will will give you shelter and and it's there's something so stirring about them all singing together it makes her want to sing too so that's the end of our chapter for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back tomorrow to find out what happens next.